0: Welcome to The Art of Leadership. I'm Mina Ellison, your host, sharing what I've learned with over 20 years of leadership experience. This podcast focuses on the, the soft skills of leadership, their value, and the power of their influence. Often a leader considers their skills as either hard skills or soft skills. Hard skills are seen through technical expertise, clearly measured strategies. They're they're vital to the success of any project, any plan. Soft skills emphasize the transformation of people, making a difference in people's lives. For a leader, hard skills and soft skills are complementary. For this podcast, join other leaders who are seeking a fresh perspective into some of the hardest soft skills a leader will ever learn. The ways to advance your growth as a leader, as I've advanced my own, is to work with a coach. With today's podcast, I offer a brief complimentary 15-minute call for those who are seeking such an experience. You can connect with me on my website at www.healthyleadership.online. The soft skill that we are going to discuss today is, is courage. Perhaps you've never thought of courage as being a, a skill that can be learned or developed. It can. And in today's world, for you and for me, increasingly, our skills as courageous leaders are essential. A phrase that I often hear from leaders is I, I want to be more influential, to have greater influence with those around me. I, I want to be that courageous person that everyone follows naturally even eagerly. And if you thought this, then today's podcast is for you as I share three elements that I've learned about the way that courage plays a role in our influence as leaders. You know, there's a a lot of definitions of courage, and my favorite definition is that courage is shown by the way we behave when things get tough. I think that's so appropriate for where we are in our world right now. Courage is shown. Courage shows up by the way we behave when things get tough. You know, talking about how we behave, how we show up in tough times, what we think, what we believe, who we are, so that when we're faced with many challenges, we behave consistently. This takes courage. To be authentic in the midst of opposition is not a simple thing. It it speaks to the idea of a leader knowing themselves well, and and standing firm. You know th- this is so different from what I used to think courageous leadership was. I used to picture this this lion roaring with everyone bowing down to the courage of the king of the jungle. I'm not I'm not saying that a lion. Isn't courageous, but I think we could go deeper. I mean, if we all had to be lions to be courageous, either courage would be absence, absent when when the lion wasn't present, or there would be those who would be pretending to be lions in the hopes that their actions would be enough. So I get, keep going back to this definition if if Courage is seen by the authentic way that we act, um, the authentic way that we speak when things are difficult. It leads me to the idea that everyone has the capacity to be courageous, not to behave like a lion, but within their authentic self to be courageous. Around the 1970s, a phrase that popped up in the English language and and gained momentum was, fake it till you make it. You know, when, when facing challenges that require courage, I, I think this particular phrase has some real potential to deliver a deceptive message about how we become courageous leaders. The idea of faking it till you make it is actually in opposition of the definition that I've been sharing of courage, where it's connected to authenticity. I, I think it's impossible to fake courage until you make it. So here, here's the heart of what I'm, I'm sharing about being a courageous leader. If we desire courageous leadership, we have to know ourselves. We have to know our strengths. We have to be ready to be authentic to who we are so that when things get difficult, we find the courage to be consistent. You know, I mentioned there's three things that I've been learning about courage and I wanted to share them with you today. The first thing is, is that courage is a leader's choice. Uh, Brené Brown, who's been studying leadership for over 20 years puts it this way, she says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you can't choose both. If courage is something we choose, then again, it it leads to this idea that there's a decision-making quality about it. It's it's like when we choose to eat a healthy meal. It begins with the idea of wanting the healthy meal. And then there's a lot of other steps involved before the meal is on the plate and in front of us. And, And really with the the risk of oversimplifying, I see this same process when we choose courage. We choose that we want to be courageous. We want to be authentic, but then there's steps that we have to plan. There's steps we have to think about that we need to be willing to take as we walk through the difficult things we're facing, as we walk through these these challenging times so that our true selves can come forward. So the biggest step that we take, that, that first step is to, be honest with ourselves of what we're fearful of, you know, acknowledging those things that keep us from choosing courage. I think a lie that we often believe is that we have to completely change who we are. We have to completely change who we are to be to be fearless. And I, I don't think that's true. I don't think courage comes when we finally figure out how to wear a mask so that our truth itself is hidden. You know, even with a mask on, fears are present. Seth Godin, one of the original dot-com executives, frames it this way: is that we learn to embrace our fears. As in a dance, we learn to dance with our fears. They're there, and we learn to to manage them. Our fears are with us, and it's our choice to learn to dance. You know, for example, uh, criticism is a common fear that leaders dance with every day. How you address the fact that you will always be criticized is a really good example of this idea of choosing to be courageous. Samuel Chan writes, leadership, all, all leadership is a magnet for pain, which comes in many forms. We catch flack for bad decisions because people blame us. I think you're nodding with me right now. And we get criticism even for good decisions because we've changed the beloved status quo. You know, the reality of the fear of criticism is there's going to always be people who criticize you, who will not like you. In fact, as I'm talking, I imagine a few faces have come, has come to mind. Your, your choice as a leader is to think through how you want to be authentic in the presence of those who you know will be ready to criticize you, kind of to to front load that thinking, to be prepared rather than fearful when that inevitable criticism comes. You know, just as a sidebar, as those criti- as those criticisms come, if, if you sense a source of truth, grab it and use it for growth. You know, another common fear of leadership is, is failure. Ed Catmull, who's president of Dixie Pixar, said, failure is a necessary consequence in doing something new. You know, it's common knowledge that we can't become a successful leader without having experienced failure. You know, we know we fail. And we know we learn, then we know we go after it again. Um, Because this is how we grow. Failure is how we gain wisdom, how we gain insights, and, and really how we learn more about ourselves. In fact, learning about our own failures is a huge step towards learning about this idea of soft skills, like the one we're talking about today, being courageous. A third common fear is speaking. You know, the idea of making a presentation in public is the number one fear reported by people in the United States. Paul Witt, an assistant professor, has said, if speaking in public scares you, you aren't alone. It's even scarier than rattlesnakes. You know, it, it might surprise you. I, I know it I know it surprised me when I started learning more about Mahatma Gandhi, uh, a leader that I uh, admire so much. And yet, Gandhi was one who could initially barely speak in public. A story that came from his autobiography was when, as a law student, he was asked to give a speech in a restaurant. He stood, and after reading his first line, he couldn't speak anymore. He had to sit down and ask someone else to read his speech for him. And he wrote later in his autobiography, My vision became blurred, and I trembled. And though the speech hardly covered a sheet of foolscap or a sheet of of one sheet of paper, Sergeant Masmudar had to read it for me. His own speech was, of course, excellent and was received with applause. And I was ashamed of myself and sad at heart for my incapacity. So what happened to turn that fearful speaker into a a fearful, uh, sorry, a, a fearless leader? What happened to turn a fearful speaker into a fearless leader? It was the power of his message, his cause. What he had to speak about became greater than his fear of speaking. The more he grew into who he was and what his purpose was, the more he was able to lead in the dance with his fear of public speaking. And as I I think about fears and I think the choices we make, often it's where we want to place our focus. You know, the second thing that I, I continue to learn is that courage is a leader's opportunity, not just a choice. I want to take it a step further. It's actually an opportunity. You know, Suzanne was shy. I have to tell you that when I first met her, courage was not the first word that came to my mind. In fact, I don't, I don't think I, I thought that word at all. But I was I was so wrong. You know, I think, of course, that that was still when I equated courage only with the roaring of a lion. And so quiet, reserved Suzanne became my teacher. I had the chance to watch her intentionally move towards being courageous. This this petite woman was one of those unexpected gifts that life gives to us because it was Suzanne who helped me to grasp the idea that courage is an opportunity. You know, I, I began defining courage not as this bold move of powerful, dominant presence, but of a consistent decision making with a person who knows themselves and is willing to stay the course and stand behind their decisions. Now, now I'm, I'm not criticizing those who have a powerful presence, but I think I'm I'm trying to think through the way that people of other personality styles can be courageous and be authentic to who they are. You know, the more that I I came to know Suzanne, she opened up and she shared that one of her goals was to save the lives of wild animals in extreme environments impacted by natural disasters. Okay, didn't see that one coming. (laughs) And, And when we met, she had just signed up for the first step in this journey. She wanted to get qualified as a firefighter. And as her experience as a firefighter grew, not only did she start communicating with a new level of confidence, but those of us who knew her were starting to look at her through a different lens. Now, she was still quiet. She was still shy. She was still reserved. After becoming a firefighter, Suzanne didn't stop there. Her next step was to learn how to skydive. And she got really good at skydiving. And then she put these two skills into action. The end result was that Suzanne became a a part of an elite group of smoke jumpers. You know, that team of firefighters that depend on each other and who jump out of airplanes into the site of wildland fires. So I I believe that being courageous is an opportunity. It's your opportunity to make something possible. You ask yourself, what is my opportunity? You know, When I think back to Suzanne, there's two things that really struck me that I learned from her. The first one is when you're thinking about being courageous as an opportunity. There is a step to be taken in seeking qualifications that you need. You know, for Suzanne, it was firefighting and then skydumping. You know, I I remember when I was working on my doctorate and it was not easy. And um, oftentimes I would start thinking. What am I doing? Particularly late at night. I don't know about you, but like 2 a.m. when I'm still working on a project or a paper and everyone else is asleep, I, I start thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? No one's making me do this. But deep inside, I knew that I wanted to learn this set of skills because I believed it would help my life purpose of serving others. Grabbing that opportunity. The second way that I think being courageous is an opportunity is developing meaningful relationships, partnering with those you trust. I mean, I can't think of anything more that Suzanne could trust than jumping out of an airplane with someone to go into a fire. But this idea that our journey can only happen in partnership, it, yeah, it has to begin with us, but truly it can only continue, it can only grow in partnership with other great people and with great teams. You know, the third element that I continue to learn about courage is that courage defines a leader. Last year, I was in a leadership conference, and randomly I sat next to someone from Nairobi, Kenya. Nairobi is where I was born, and so we got into a great conversation about things that were happening in Kenya. And then I asked her, have you ever heard of Charles Mully? I had just seen the movie Mully, and so I was so interested to talk to someone who lived not far from where he lived. And she answered immediately and she began to share of his influence on her life and on the lives of her community. Molly had gone from being an abandoned child himself to founding the largest children's rescue, rehab, and development organization in the continent of Africa. You know, my new friend said, yes, I, I support his work. And then she went on to say that Molly and his wife, since the 1980s, had rescued over twenty three thousand abandoned children quite a dramatic story. And I can think of others when I I consider this idea of being defined by being a courageous leader. You know, I think of Helen Keller who changed society's treatment of those who who were deaf. I think of Martin Luther King standing as a leader in the civil rights movement. You you might've kind of blanked out on me in this point, you know, here I am talking about global leaders and, and I might've lost you, you know, thinking what do I have in common with them? And I, I felt the same thing. Sometimes, when I round those who are such powerful, such uh, defined, courageous leaders, I start thinking, what can I have in common with them? So, I started studying the lives of some of these leaders who are really defined by their courage. And I saw, first of all, that these people were human beings, flawed and fearful, just like you and just like me. And then I saw that there wasn't just one life-changing moment that defined them. It was this continual flow in their lives, adding to awareness and to the belief that they can make a difference. And the third thing is I studied these leaders was that they consistently represented who they were, what they believed, and they were authentic in both good times, and really difficult times. (laughs) This sounds like I'm back to my definition again. You know, how, how we show up when things get tough. You know, I hope that my definition today has triggered some new thoughts for you as a unique leader, as someone who can stand tall in who they are. You know, at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that so many leaders desire to be leaders of influence. And today, what I would share is that rather than focusing on whether or not you're considered a leader of influence, commit to what it takes to move yourself towards gaining confidence and experience in the soft skills of leadership, like choosing to be courageous, and then watch what happens. In these past months of of global crisis, We have seen and we have learned of courageous leaders around the globe who are showing up every day and delivering more than we could have ever anticipated. Frontline workers and volunteers. Leaders who are choosing to prepare themselves internally each day for the challenges that they will face. Leaders who are grounded in who they are. As I, I close, I think about leaders who are grounded. They're the ones who know the priorities that will remain priorities, no matter the chaos that surrounds them. Leaders who are grounded seek to offer solutions, to offer hope, knowing that they can have an input in outcomes. As we face times of crisis, of chaos, maybe seek to learn more about being leaders who lead and who embrace courage.